This is Mondo Jazz on Radio Free Brooklyn. Something else from somewhere else. Greetings from Bushwick, New York. It's a few minutes after 10 p.m. on a Wednesday, so this cannot be but Mondo Jazz, which comes to you every week right after DJ Francesca's show, Love Me or Leave Me. Today we open with the final track from Bobby Previtt's album Counterclockwise. The track has no title and it is not even listed on the album, but it's fine and gorgeous, and so it was the perfect way to open today's edition of Mondo Jazz 
dedicated to ghost tracks and other ghost-related jazz. I've always been fascinated by ghost tracks, those songs that musicians like to hide at the end of an album for various reasons, and when I asked Bobby Previtt about why he put such a fabulous song as a hidden track, he put it very simply, I like surprises. And I think you're all very familiar with the sense of surprise and joy that comes when you've finished playing an album and just when you were about to take it off the CD player, the music feels the air again when you no longer expected it. And so today we'll focus on these hidden gems that many listeners may have missed altogether and that very rarely get airplay. To celebrate the sense of electricity that the discovery of a hidden track brings, let's play one by Swiss trumpeter Eric Truffaz that can be found at the end of his 2001 Blue Note release entitled Mantis. This time the tune does have a title, Snatchy Baby, but it still was an unlisted ghost track on that CD. A special gift for the attentive listener, containing the instrumental version of a song included on the same album under a different title, Magruni. Here we go, Snatchy Baby by Eric Truffaz.
That was Snatchy Baby, a ghost track that appears on Mantis by Swiss trumpeter Eric Truffaz. Up next, another electric jazz blue note release by a celebrated European trumpet player from just south of the Swiss Alps, Paolo Fresu. There are many reasons why musicians add hidden tracks to their albums. It could be for fun, or it could be to create a sense of joyful surprise in the listener, or like in the case of the next track, because the recording session produced more material than originally planned, and some of that music was too good to be left out, even though it did not quite fit with the concept or the mood of the rest of the album. Making it a ghost track is a way to find a special place for it. The tune we're going to play is entitled Cartoons, which was hidden at the end of Stanley Music, which Paolo Fresu recorded with his Devil Quartet. According to Paolo Fresu, making it a ghost track was also consistent with the tune's ironic and playful character, and felt like a good Neapolitan espresso at the end of a tasty meal. The same level of playfulness we find in the following track, which French saxophonist and also vocalist Thomas de Purquerie added at the end of his tribute to San Ra, a musician that knew a thing or two about being playful, eccentric and original with music. But let's start with Paolo Freso and his Devil's Quartet playing cartoons.
The sound of joy is enlightenment. Space fight truth is enlightenment. Space fight. Sometimes it's music, strange mathematics, rhythmic equations. The sound of thought is enlightenment. The magic light of tomorrow. Backwards, others of sadness, forward and onward, others of gladness. Enlightenment is my tomorrow, it has no place for the sorrow. Hereby, my invitation, I do invite you, be of my safe world. This song is sound of enlightenment, the fiery truth of enlightenment. Vibrations come from the space world, is of the cosmic, starry dimension. Enlightenment is my tomorrow, it has no place full of sorrow. Hereby, our invitation. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn for an edition of Mondo Jazz dedicated to ghost jazz, mostly ghost tracks hidden in plain sight or, should we say, plain hearing, but also jazz tracks dedicated to ghosts, like in the case of the next tune, the title track from pianist Duke Pearson's 1968 Blue Note album The Phantom, a title that is perfectly fitting for its uh, hypnotic and suspenseful music. After that, we'll switch to Bramford Marsalis and his CD entitled Contemporary Jazz, which includes Sleepy Hollow, a hidden bluesy jam that only those who didn't get up and turn off the CD player as soon as the music finished had the pleasure of discovering. Up next, Duke Pearson's The Phantom, followed by the Bramford Marsalis Quartet playing Sleepy Hollow. Thank you. 
Two songs in this set, which was opened by Duke Pearson playing The Phantom and closed by Brentford Marsalis with Sleepy Hollow, a ghost track off his album entitled Contemporary Jazz. Many wonderful things have been invented accidentally. This is also the case of ghost tracks. If my research is correct, the first ghost track is Her Majesty that made it to the 1969 Beatles album Abbey Road, thanks to a providential miscommunication and confusion among recording engineers. It was not meant to be part of the album, but that happy accident that the Beatles were all but unhappy about made it possible for this great tune to be heard and loved by millions of listeners. As far as jazz goes, I'm not clear as to what might have been the very first ghost track, but if you have any insight, let me know. Another thing I'm also not sure about is whether the next track is a happy accident or a coy plot, but it certainly is great that it made it to combustication the 1998 Blue Note album by Medeski, Martin and Wood, as it documents one of those free-form, intoxicating improvisations that make Medeski, Martin and Wood an incredibly fun band to listen to and ideally to enjoy at a concert. After that, we switch to a ghost track from drummer Rudy Royston's CD 303, which has a compelling tune that appeared as a ghost track to provide a solemn close to the album. The composition used for this ghost track is entitled Mimi Sunset and provides the natural close to an album that was opened by the song Mimi Sunrise and we can infer that Mimi is the Mimi Jones that plays the bass on this album. When we asked Rudy Royston why he chose it to be a ghost track, he explained that the silence that follows the last official track of the CD, Prayer for the Earth, offers a moment to release or pray to the Earth, a space for silent meditation to let the CD settle, because music is not only in songs but also in silence. And after that silence, the ghost track comes in to seal the CD. Approached this way, ghost tracks acquire a whole other meaning. We'll then close the set with a track that we picked not because it's hidden, since it is not hidden, but because the music is great and because we like wordplay. And so we thought that in a show about jazz and ghosts and ghost tracks, a tune entitled Ghost Truck, T-R-U-C-K, was perfectly at home. This is from the brilliant debut album by Enrico Morello entitled Cyclic Signs, out on Awand Records. But let's proceed in order with a ghost track of Medeski Martin and Wood's album Combustication, followed by one from Rudy Royston's album 303 entitled Mimi Sunset.
As we are approaching the end of the first part of today's edition of Mundo Jazz, dedicated to jazz, ghosts, and ghost tracks, we heard a set which was opened by a ghost track on Medeski Martin and Wood's album Combustication, followed by one from Rudy Royston's album 303 entitled Mimi Sunset, and at the end of the set, Enrico Morello and his composition Ghost Track, not Track. One more ghost track ahead, this time from an Anglo-Italian quartet called Oltremare, Overseas in Italian, and a compelling ghost track that was included on their 2011 album entitled Uncommon Nonsense. Thank you. 